has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Yes. Force is strong in my family. What do you mean? My father has it. What did you say? I have it. You liar! And my sister has it. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. I take it back. This is it. Jet. I can hold it. Pull up! No, no. Welcome to the Voice of the Alliance, a Star Wars podcast. It's the official podcast of the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group. You can follow us at facebook.com slash groups slash the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. We have a website at www.taoswf.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at taoswf, Tauswif. I'm your host, Gerard Bear, and for this episode, I will be joined by Danny Smith. Hey, what's going on? And Daniel Leahy. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be here. It's great to have you, Daniel. This is our first show. Um, <laughs> as the official podcast of the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics Facebook group, we're going to be using that group to influence the podcast, the direction, some of the subjects, um, get some feedback from members. Uh, from what I can see... There hasn't been another podcast out there that is built from um, the member core of, of a, a Facebook group. So I think it, we're kind of unique in that way. And hopefully we'll bring a little something different um, to the Star Wars fandom as we go forward. Um, our first segment that we are going to talk about tonight, it's uh, let me give you a quick right off the bat, a spoiler alert. We're going to be discussing uh, the first issue of the newest Darth Vader comic, issue one. Uh, we're going to break down the highlights and talk a little bit about it. So again, spoiler alert, if you haven't read it, you want to turn the volume down now. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Daniel, first. What are your first thoughts? Well, right off the bat, I mean, it's just exactly the comic that I've been waiting, you know, five years for. Because we've had, you know, all the Han Solo, Poe Dameron, all these character-based ones. And then we had the other Vader ones, which were, of course, great. But I was looking for this Dark Times era hunting down Jedi, Vader figuring out what he wants to do and what he's, you know, his plans and, you know, hunting down those Jedi, finishing up everything from the Clone Wars. And that is perfect to me. That's my perfect comic. So they could almost do no wrong with this. The actual issue, um, I just really loved how, how deep they got so quick. And it was it was way too short. Yeah. But that's a good thing because it left me wanting more. So, yeah, man, right off the bat, it was just a great piece of Sith lore added to the canon. 
No, it really was. It was definitely, I, I agree, it was too short. I got to the end and I'm like, what? That's it? <laughs> um, Danny, what did you think looking at it first? Yeah, first let me just say, like, as, as a, you know, Star Wars buff, I actually don't read a lot of the comics as often as I should be. Um, I'm glad I was tagged in this to be able to do this here tonight because, yeah, as short as it was, it's a great just little piece and it does leave you wanting more. And then the way it starts out directly at the end of Revenge of the Sith when you have Palpatine talking to Vader about how Padme is dead and he just kind of needs to accept it, you get a whole other level of depth that you just don't get from the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I found that was really awesome about it was the image of him kind of tossing Palpatine, kind of throwing him against the wall. Oh yeah. Um, oh that, yeah. That was, yeah. That was awesome. That was fantastic. That's kind of, the movie didn't show us that. <laughs> so, yeah. And then Palpatine puts him right back in his place and says, dude, if you ever use the force on me again, you're going to, you're going to regret it. Yep. Force, force lightning him into submission. That's for sure. Wasn't the last time he's going to do that, but it certainly is the first. Yeah, he he really became he became Vader's master right there. I mean, he already was, and he has been since you know, Anakin was a kid. I mean, if you really break it all down, I mean, the person steering him was was Palpatine, but he became his Sith master right there. Like when he lights him up with lightning and is like, "Dude, we got bigger fish to fry. Get over your wife. We need to start doing Sith business." It's just it's so Palpatine and so Sidious at the same time. And I just love how that was written. Yeah, it's yeah. just time to get to work. Like, she's dead. You're in a suit. Get over it. Let's get to work now. Yep. Now it's time to do everything Absolutely. I say. Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely great. Um, what did you guys think about that scene with them uh, collecting all those lightsabers? It was sad. That, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was sad. It was all those Jedi. Impressive. <laughs> As a person who builds lightsabers, it was just horrifying to watch literally hundreds of them burn in a fire. But, yeah, and they, there's a quick thing I want to note in that, is that y- they have Yoda's lightsaber that I'm assuming is the one he drops in the Senate chamber at the end of Revenge of the Sith. But an interesting thing is, in the Complete Locations Guide, which is canon, um, the Dagobah house that Yoda builds has a lightsaber in it. So he either creates one post-Revenge of the Sith, or he's got a, a duplicate that he brought with him. So I thought that was a cool little... Either that's a slight oversight on the the writer's part, or he's you know they're implying that Jedi tend to carry multiples. So Yeah, it could be his backup piece. Yeah, you gotta have one. Absolutely. And the best thing for me was when, you know, they, they're telling Vader, he needs, he's telling Vader he needs a new lightsaber, and he explains, they, they start getting into how they turn red, which automatically goes right back to the Ahsoka novel. I believe it might have been a junior novel, but whatever, to me they're all the same. Mm-hmm. With the new canon explanation of how these crystals come to be red, um, I think it gives another level to it that did have some backlash in the fandom, but I think incorporating it like this, having you know Lord Sidious himself talk about it to Vader as he's going to be making his own lightsaber, the one that we see in the original trilogy... I mean, it doesn't really get better than that. I love the I love the part where he's talking to Vader and he says that you must seek out a Jedi from whom to take a Kyber crystal. And after the them eliminating so many of the Jedi, you know that's not going to be a, a simple simple feat. 
So it's really right off the bat starting us down that path where uh, Vader's going to be out hunting Jedi. He's going to he's going to get his first one, get that Kyber crystal, but certainly won't be his last. So it's um kind of morbid, but it's I can't wait to see him collect his Jedi. Yeah, and the the really cool thing about that what what both you and Danny just referenced with Ahsoka is her journey to get crystals. She had to go hunt down. I wouldn't say hunt because she's a good good person, but she had to go find her crystals and take them from someone without having lightsabers. And Vader is going and doing the same exact thing, but on the opposite side of that duality in the Force. So he's going to steal one, corrupt it, and she stole corrupted ones and healed them and freed them. So I think that's a cool, like, an Ahsoka-Vader uh, duality that we got that I actually, I didn't even think about that until you guys just mentioned it. Yeah, we're definitely getting that. See a lot of that symbolism and all this stuff. So, oh um, yeah, the the imagery in this comic book, I, I found it was maybe it's just because it's Vader. I think they could put Vader on you know toilet paper and I would buy it. I mean, this, this <laughs> Vader paper, nothing this Vader paper. nothing they can do wrong with him. Legit. Uh, I want all the Vader, all of it. But uh, just the way it was drawn, uh, this book really, this book looks sharp. The images of him looking through his visor, um, you know, the different kind of different lenses over it, and it's um, it's pretty cool. It's opening up a whole new um, point of view. Yeah, let me ask you guys you know. this. I mean, with the story group working so closely together now, unlike it used to be, and now we are getting tie-ins from the Ahsoka novel to this, do you think it's possible, and I think it's likely myself, that we're going to see a visualization of a crystal being bled to turn red. I think I that's I hope a, so. I want to you, see that you, process. Yeah, you you we, we got to see that. Because that just They have to show us that, it, right? Well, I I mean the whole the whole point of this comic series is yeah, him hunting down Jedi and getting his lightsaber. So it's it they I mean that's got to be I, w- I wouldn't think that they would have him get the crystal and then, you know, f- jump to a new point in time when he just has the saber. No, they got the you know the only thing I didn't like about this comic is the fact that it's not a movie, because this would just <laughs> this stuff would make an awesome movie. I mean, come uh, on, I, I in totally theory, agree. we could have a Star Wars story about pretty much literally everything. We could make a Star Wars story about the two minutes in between, uh, <laughs> pretty much any part of the movie. Pick a part of the movie, and we could. Uh, I would buy all the tickets. Yeah, I'd be there opening night every time. I I will rent a Why? theater for every one of those. Why I Hate Sand by Anakin Skywalker. I would watch. I'll go see it. Sand, I, I would watch. IMAX. <laughs> Feel the sand in IMAX 4D. Oh man! Get some nitwit throwing sand from the ceiling. Filmed on the Jersey Shore. Um, on location. Ugh. Oh man! Gross. I know, right? I had to <laughs> take the Jersey guy said, "Ugh." Yeah. So, what about what did you guys think of uh, how well they portrayed? The characters, because we saw we saw Masamita, we saw Vader, Sidious, and those are really the only the only main characters that have any any uh, spoken lines. So, what what do you guys think of how they were portrayed? Faithfully. Danny, you want to go first? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I thought they were portrayed pretty faithfully. I mean, Masamita has been in so many different uh, Star Wars works throughout the years. Uh, one of the ones you get to know him the best is the novelization of Ren- Revenge of the Sith, which is still to this date my favorite book of all time, let alone just for Star Wars. But um, 
you know, as, as far as I can tell, for the most part, you know, across the novels and across the comic books, they're doing a great job keeping the people in character. And we get to see levels of character, deeper levels of character than we ever get to see in just a two-hour movie where they're cramming in so much information. Yeah, that's a good part. Um, I, I like that they kind of kept that Palpatine's a, you know, lion scumbag, phony piece of crap because he's, you know, oh, Vader, you're my friend, Lord Vader. Let's not find ourselves in this compromising position working against each other. And uh, he's just, you know, just his him being manipulative and um, just the way he, the way things are written in here. Just, you know, it's like total, total palps, you know, every, all over it. Every word he says is dripping with a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I, I thought it was, it was absolutely, I put in my notes here, classic Sidious. Like it is the most perfect rendition of Darth Sidious like true to form exactly who he should be exactly what he should say and do and i just absolutely loved it i I was in love with just everything he said was just perfect to me and then vader at first i was like ah vader's kind of Vader's kind of weak vader's kind of like a you know he's not an alpha male like usually is and then i was like well he's screened like he just got thrown in the suit he just became vader he's coming down from that that uh, adrenaline of murdering hundreds of Jedi and then the sadness of killing his wife. And he's kind of like having that first moment of like, all right, this is my new life. And he, there's kind of like that air of confusion to him. And there's that, like, let's I said, not forget, like, let's not forget all of his limbs melted off. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's getting used to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great, I thought Vader was exactly how he should be. And, and Masamita is just classic politician. Exactly. Uh, exactly the character we see him portraying in Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, I was really happy with the characters in this in this issue. Yeah. It was short. It, there wasn't a lot, you know, a ton to it, but what we got was, you know, first course, setting the table. We got an appetizer. Um, I did love a line in there when he's talking, when Palp's talking about the saber, and he says, the saber of a Sith is not given. Then it cuts to Vader, and it says it is taken, which is oh, I love that, which is great. So and actually, perfect. I think it was, um, yeah, it's just, um, I want to see it get taken, quick. So I can't wait. I can't wait for the next ep- issue with this to come out. This is gonna be great. Okay, bet bet here over under. Seventy percent chance that the crystal he gets is blue. When he gets it from the Jedi, over under. Hmm. I don't know, man. I wonder. How do we do an over under on blue? First <laughs> well, because, but that's me, okay. Well, it, here's the thing: it's comic books, so they <laughs> want to throw in as many colors and variety as possible. But I think blue is the most likely choice. Because, I mean, it was his original lightsaber color. It would it would throw a little bit of like emotion at him, so that's why I think it's most likely that it'll be blue. Because green, you could do green, you could do yellow. Yellow would be cool. That would that would get everyone excited. I mean, it's one of my favorite lightsaber colors, so it would get me excited. But blue would be like, oh, that's the color of the saber Obi Wan took from me, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's the choice they'll go with, 
as boring as I think that would be in the long run, because you could easily throw in some awesome lightsaber color diversity. You throw a purple in there. Could you imagine a purple one? I was just going to say, guys, awesome. cur- curveball, curveball, he goes back to Coruscant and somehow finds Mace's saber. Maybe he oh. goes back to Coruscant and finds Mace Windu alive, turns him into Snoke. <laughs> don't don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Oh, man. I had to say it before somebody posted about it in the group because you know that's going to be the next theory. Oh, yeah. Next well, theory, again, people will be, be like, talking about Mace being alive forever. We didn't see him die. He just fell out of a hundred-story window. Yeah, he's... With he's, no arm. He's fried to death. He's so he's dead. He's dead until he's not. Exactly. I don't care what uh, what the actor says. He's dead. Yeah. And don't, don't worry. We, we love all theories. Just not the bad ones. <laughs> what, what a Tao Swift, Swift thing to say. <laughs> all right, I think we I think we all we broke that comic down pretty good. I think we all really liked it. I, I mean, I'm going to buy the next one off the shelf immediately. I usually wait. Yeah, for the we talked about it longer than it takes to read. Yeah, I downloaded it and then I went down and got all the variants. So I have a bunch of them sitting here. I'm just kind of looking oh. at. Yeah, I'm gonna get the very cover, to, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to put them on my wall. This is gonna be a good one. So I think if if anybody's got any interest in comics at all, or even if you don't, if you just like a good Star Wars story, you should definitely check it out. And um, it's only gonna get better. There's no way they're not gonna just tease us every month with this thing and just keep dragging us in, taking our five bucks happily with a smile. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even if they did, I'd, I'd still buy it and still read it. I mean, it's essential. To me, it's if you care about Vader, if you're a Vader fan, it's a must-read, like, hands down. There's no there's no if, answer, buts about it. It's a must-read. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you're not, you're going to love it. You know, I think it's I think it's a good one. I mean, somebody will not like it, and I'm sure they'll let us know very soon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, it, abs- it absolutely inspired me to read more of them. Because it was a pretty easy read, and it's pretty great to see the visualizations. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it really is. Agree. If you guys have, if each one of you has a final closing statement on this comic book, I know we didn't prepare this. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you have one statement to make about it, Danny, what would you, what would your one statement be? I want more. That's a good statement, Daniel. I'm gonna say a quote from the very end of the comic which was uh, a random random guy that Vader was choking and he says what do you want to Vader and Vader just goes only this and then snaps his neck like th- it, that was that was just the whole comic for me it was just awesome classic Vader mm-hmm. like a boss I love it alright awesome there was something else that kind of just happened I'm sure that most people, um, especially gamers, know about it. But uh, what, what what did we just get a glimpse of, Daniel? We just saw the E3 Battlefront 2 event, which went off without a hitch. Absolute success. I mean, I remember last, what was it, two years ago at the first one, and you already heard some rumblings about, oh, we're not doing this, this won't be with the game. And there's, you know, some negative I have not seen one negative thing in the press or, you know, publicly shared on Facebook or in the group about this game. 
everyone is coming out of that event so excited about it and that's what gives me like as far as the content goes it's a whole other story we'll talk about it but just with how well received it is by literally everyone is really all that needs to be said about how well that event went and how this game's going to be yeah i concur danny well, let me just start off by saying that, Leahy, you must not travel to the depths of the internet that some of us do because there was absolutely not 100% positive reaction, especially when it comes <laughs> to microtransactions, which, as far as we know, will only be for um, people who don't have the time to put into the game to earn the points. It will not be a curve to where people who do play the game will be frustrated by the progression system, that it would be slowed in any way. We have no way to, no way for, no. Confirm- the only confirmation we do have is that they are saying no absolutely not um, as far as what you were just saying yeah they seem to have listened to the fans in just about every single capacity I for one can't wait for it and I do we'll get into it but I do think that the single player campaign which takes place between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens will be the biggest chunk of story we've gotten in canon for that time period since making it transcend just a simple video game Amen to that. I do want to confirm yeah. one thing. I'm not going to speak for Daniel, but I can guarantee that I do not travel to the depths on the internet that you do, Danny. I'm a sadist. I don't have. Yeah. I don't have that kind of self-loathing. To, to, yeah, I didn't to go to the stuff. Uh, the YouTube, any of the YouTube comments. I I do oh, not. Oh, YouTube. Go I won't go to YouTube. You you get you get cancer instantly. Useless yeah. t- useless tube. No, YouTube's great. Just never, ever, ever open the comments. <laughs> no. Yeah, never read the comments. I ever. um, no, no kidding. I, I I saw a couple people kind of complaining about stuff being rehashed, and uh, and I'll I'll tell you, I don't, I have nothing but high expectations, and uh, I can't wait to play this thing. Just from looking at it, the few minutes that we got watching the gameplay, um, the the visuals of the game. You know, feed the the method of attacks, and it just seems like it's just all out balls to the wall battling um, in those skirmishes, and it's just I, I know I'm just going to get destroyed over and over again. I'm going to respawn and die within three seconds, and I don't even care. It's going to be awesome. I know I can't wait to be the one shooting you, man. Ah, oh, I hate that. Same. <laughs> but if I For play with are- you guys, I can do that old. I can do that buddy spawn, and I can follow you. Maybe I'll yeah. survive a little bit. For those so of you guys bad. listening, we, uh, me, Danny, and Gerard, we frequently played Battlefront One together. Um, not as much anymore. We all we all gotten busy, kind of gone away from the game, but that we had some good times. I mean, especially me. And I Danny just started have, playing again. Just wrecked. See, I, I, think I, I would play. Death I ratio is I. I get one kill for every thirteen hundred deaths. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, that's great, man. Just keep just keep going. <laughs> I need those microtransactions. I know. It's not right? going to make you better well, at the, the game. It's just going to give you. More, it's just going to give you more stuff to fail with. Ah, uh, that's mm-hmm. that's that's not encouraging. <laughs> well, and that's the thing that they oh. spoke about with the microtransactions. I, I, I can't wait. Like to, right I can't away. wait to play it. Yeah, rich kids are just going to be putting their daddy's Amex on there and buying all those points. Well, that's the thing is, I'm sure a lot of that content is, you know, skins, like different alien skins, armor, you know, of course, weapons upgrades and star cards, but like, those will be minimal because of the class system. 
Which, if we if we want to get into it, can we go into some of like the, the actual details of the game that got released? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, t- let's talk it. about it a little bit, man. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, so I, I got some notes here. I'll just I'll just break them down real quick. We'll just go through them. Uh, so there's going to be officially like as far as like total content at launch, or I guess I think for the whole game, it's going to be three times more than Battlefront One. So that's that's a hell of a lot. I mean, that's you know. Battlefront 1 plus all the DLCs, that times 3 is this game we're getting at launch. So we're going to be busy. Yeah, we're going to be real busy. There's going to be a lot of personal time off taken at places of employment. We got four different companies working on this one. (laughs) Four different companies working on this game. And it just, I mean, content-wise, first of all, you know, as we know, uh, the original Battlefront for this era, EA's original Battlefront, uh, had basically just the original trilogy. Uh, yes, we got some Rogue One stuff at the end, but that can basically be counted in with the original trilogy since it happens like about five days before leading up right to it. Um, of so course, of course. We're going from there to going to the prequels and going to the sequels. So now we get all three eras. And let me just say real quick as a side note, can we... Can we talk about how the game's graphics look better than the Phantom Menace movie actually does now? <laughs> I will See, never I, allow I prequel bashing, but I yeah, agree I, with you. I saw it that. Really, and it I was really like, did. That's bogus. Oh, I it's totally It's not, disagree. though. It's not, though. I mean, okay, maybe in a, in a in a visual sort of way, like if you're watching an actual cinematic movie, like, yes, obviously you're watching real actors and stuff, but it just looks smoother. I mean, come on, the technology has come to a point Phantom Menace was made almost two decades ago now yeah 18 years ago man it's it's um came out 18 years ago it was made yeah that, I mean. almost 20 probably yeah year yeah. before and I'm gonna just say but that a point I want to make it's just gorgeous yeah well in the in the the point I want to make about that is that's one thing I've seen people are like oh it looks better than the Phantom Menace ah like screw CGI and I'm like oh no 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 Oh no no! Those outside shots of Theed are scale models. The city is all models, and the Phantom Menace has more scale model shots than oh, any yeah. Star Wars film. Oh yeah, I mean that, it, it's that just should like be general it, knowledge by now, and people that don't acknowledge it, it need to basically just shut up. It yeah, yeah. It, it needs to just be just that horse will never stop being beaten by me because it's one thing that I I think the visual work that ILM does is something that shouldn't be just chalked up to CGI stuff. I mean, it's incredible the things that they accomplished with The Phantom Menace. Oh, groundbreaking on many levels. We could oh, go on about we could go on about about praising the prequels for like 7 hours probably. We'll do that in another <laughs> we'll do that in another 40 episodes. Yeah, yeah also we'll another show. Up. No gamer should ever complain about CGI to begin with because without it you don't get video games, dude. <laughs> That, that that's another what do you point. mean <laughs> dating back to pong guess what that was a computer generated image yes it was we've come a long way we have from pong all right so uh sure. so stay on topic stay on topic all right so uh the second big thing that i that i noticed that you know i took out of all this is the class system so they're they're going back to the original Battlefront games, how you would spawn with you know a certain class, 
where you have like a certain set of weapons and that's going to be that's going to be a thing again so there's you know the normal soldier uh assault like it's like heavy it's like heavy assault uh officer and then i think there's another one like a sniper class and then as you progress through the game you can unlock more stuff and you can unlock heroes vehicles and one huge thing that i love is you will unlock stuff based on points in your performance during the game instead of oh i randomly see a an a tie fighter there i'm gonna get into it and then you know it's some guy who just likes to get into the tie fighter and crash it immediately and then you don't have one anymore it ruins the game so because it's performance yeah, part of me based, like that but the other part of me is like i'm never gonna get that thing now because well, Gerard, that's gonna... because yeah, that's because you you would have never earned a Tie Fighter in the first place. No, I'm terrible. <laughs> but sometimes I could just fall over into one, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me get in this thing," and I'd be the guy to crash it in two seconds. Of course, of course. So yeah, th- so that was a big thing that I took away. I mean, you're still going to be able to customize uh, your characters and stuff to a certain point. They haven't fully revealed how how custom you're going to be able to have your loadouts, but they're going to be fairly standardized. So I don't know how much of a sandbox we'll be able to play in as far as equipping your your character, but I'm curious about that. That's my only reservation is like, well, I love the class-based system because it builds a team dynamic and you have actual gameplay and support like a real battle instead of just a Call of Duty you know, shooter kind of game. But it lets you be less creative with how you want to play in the Star Wars universe. So... There's a middle ground there that I know they're going to find, but I just I haven't seen it yet. I haven't played the game yet, so I just don't know. And that's my only reservation. I truly hope so, too, because as much as I did love the original Battlefront 2 back in 2005, and I still do to this day, I would experiment with the other classes a bit just to have some fun. But, I mean, the majority of my time was spent playing as just a trooper because I wanted to use just a rifle and grenade, just like the regular trooper, because mm-hmm. it just felt like that was the most... The, the character that you can progress the easily most easily with and you just get the most kills and just felt the most right you know because if you can't you know if you're just a sniper which is fun can be fun but a lot of people will my my fear is kind of like what uh daniel was saying that we're going to end up with teams of 18 regular troopers and like one sniper and one heavy unless mm-hmm. it's a, unless they figure out a way where you have to have a certain amount on each team I mean, we're going to see what they're going to do. It's still in the pre-alpha stage. Um, but, I mean, what they showed us at EA Play the other day, I mean, oh, my God. It's, I need to get my hands on that. You, did you not watch the video yet? Because you need to watch the videos. Oh, I've watched it. I mean, I want to get my hands on the actual game. Oh, play it. it's coming, man. I want that. I want that demo. I need friends. We'll all be in the beta. Places. For anybody listening, we're all going to be in the, on the beta. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you in oh, for those of you curious on how you get the beta, you have to pre-order the game to do beta. And the previous one, I don't think you did, but this one you have to pre-order to have access to the beta. So if you want to play it and test it, just have that in mind. So go down, GameStop, Toys R Us, wherever you buy them, pre-order it, get into the beta. It's gonna be awesome. The thing that I'm looking forward to most about this game. Oh, is one hundred and ten percent the campaign. I cannot wait to play that campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. You you said the it, Sentinels. Yeah. You, you see the picture, the you know the the image of the Sentinel with with Palp's face on it, and 
Oh, going this will be the first work, and I believe the first work in canon that's going to cross basically movies, comics, and novels, and video games all rolled into one, into a post-Return of the Jedi story. They're going to take yeah, everything, absolutely. the entire Star Wars universe, it's all going to intertwine, just like they've done with Marvel, and you know anybody that complains about what they've done with Marvel, just, I don't know what to say to that, because it's... <laughs> What they've done there is just fantastic. And being a thousand times more Star Wars fan, there's, I'm just loving every second of this. Um, and, and having everything connect is just, it's just going to make you feel more engaged in it. And, and mm-hmm. it's just going to draw you in. And it's going to make that whole immersion experience that much more real, really, when you think about it. So um, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to have to request a, some 48 hours or 72 hours of don't bother me time when this game comes out 72 days yeah, like that the campaign is I'm, I'm gonna go I'll go into the multiplayer and play around just to get used to the new game mechanics and then I'm immediately doing the campaign like and, and I won't stop the campaign till I till I beat it so I, oh, it's I'll just, be playing the campaign whenever you clowns can't go on to, to play multiplayer with me and then I'll just play the campaign <laughs> while I wait for you guys yeah, man. Well, I, mean, I will just... say this. It's going to be nice to have the option because we didn't have the option last time. Yeah. Yeah. And that was frustrating. It's true. Because you can only it, run around that snow hill so many times, you know, with Vader and Luke before. It's like, ah, oh, I wish I had more. Well, and, and I still understand love it. the, the still background. Still love it. Like, yeah, I still the love business it. business perspective of why that had to happen. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, we need to get this game out. Dude. You need to cut something. So they cut the campaign, which may have been a fatal flaw, but it they luckily they made an absolute, absolutely impeccable multiplayer. So, I mean that was, I, I wasn't too concerned. Yeah, the playability the time, we getting... is is um, I mean personally, up until playing this game, I I thought like the mechanics and the playability of, I mean I was I only bought a PS4 because I wanted to play this game with you guys because I like yep. the I, I love it like before this Halo was my you know what all of the games I like Halo better the mechanics of it the you know moving around everything about it I just like this game and but Battlefront is it's right up there with it mm-hmm. and uh you guys got me to turn to the dark side and I I got a PS4 just so that I could I only have one game I only have Battlefront for it it's the only thing I've ever used it for <laughs> PS4 superior better everything absolutely Watch your that'll mouth. start that'll start some absolutely. ways for sure so uh, yeah that, i got so all the campaign, of them now, so i guess it doesn't matter we're gonna have xbox <laughs> fanboys in the comments oh boy oh, oh yeah so all right so real quick on the campaign so it spans from the moment the death star 2 blows up in return of the jedi to apparently uh star killer base is what I heard while watching some of the uh, E3 stuff. So that's a long, I mean, we're going to jump in time, of course, but like, man, that's a long campaign and that's a lot of good content. I wonder how much, that, you know, maybe it's just the beginning of them building the stock killer base or something. Maybe it's only that, a few years. That's, I mean, imagine if it was 20 years reasonable. or 30 years, you know, it that'd is be also, quite a jump. It is also confirmed we will be seeing Luke during this time frame yep. which is something we haven't seen in any Star Wars media <clears throat> yeah is it going to be yeah. him going off something about get, um, getting the force tree Did, 
We don't know. Did I see that? We don't know. They're being very hush hush about the campaign. They basically just showed us the multiplayer at um, at E3 and EA Play. They basically were just showing off the multiplayer. Uh, they're still deciding. Uh, I frequent the message board on Reddit. The yes, you do. They ba- uh, they still haven't <laughs> even decided. They still haven't even decided if you know the heroes will be era locked, meaning you can't be Maul on Starkiller Base if you want to. But my gut feeling is that there will be at least one game mode where you're just kind of in a free-for-all where you can do whatever you want. And then the regular mm-hmm. game modes, the other game modes, and for multiplayer, yes, you won't be able to be Maul on Starkiller Base in multiplayer. And you won't be able to be uh, Ray on Naboo during multiplayer. That was basically just to show it off. Uh, show off the mm-hmm. tech and show off some of the new heroes. Which yeah. I don't really mind because, yeah, immersion is important. Yeah, but there should be at least one game fit mode. together. There should be at least one game mode where you can just do whatever the heck you want to do. Yeah, I, I for one, I'm very against like Ray fighting against, you know, like droids or like the rebels fighting against clones, like stuff like that. I'm I, that would just be too much for me. I prefer. That's because stay. you're a cannonal. You're a cannon purist. I know. I really am. It's, you don't want your to peas touching it. your potatoes, and you don't want your clone troopers touching your first order troopers. <laughs> Meanwhile, in my perfect world, I would have Revan in the game if I could. <laughs> oh no! Now we're gonna have those comments too. I know. I Can you imagine, imagine if, the if they can of worms if they DLC'd Old oh. Republic stuff? Oh, oh my goodness, God. dude! Check this out, guys. That. You want to? You want to? You want to hear something that'll get the comments going? Yeah, we have another. We have another female hero. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. Oh. Or anti-hero. Two is too many, right? When I read that on the internet, that's what I get. Two is too I many. I thought they said two was three too many. Isn't that <laughs> how it was worded by some? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we shouldn't Force Awakens was fantastic. Ray's awesome. Rogue One was the second best Star Wars movie, in my opinion. <sighs> basically because of the last minute and 30 seconds. But... Um, Jin was awesome, but people complain about you know people complain about everything. You guys know that. It people are gonna complain about our podcast. How how terrible this episode was. You guys should deactivate your accounts. I can't wait to get those emails and comments and <laughs> so. Well, the, did you guys jump watch, off a bridge? Did you guys watch the Star Wars show uh, this past week? I, I have not the one on their official YouTube channel. All right, if you did catch it. Um, they interview, I'm totally forgetting her name right now, but she's one of my favorite actresses. She's the one that plays the leader, the, the, uh, officer that you are playing through in the campaign, like her story. And they interview her and she is just like almost in tears the whole time because of how like excited and blessed she feels that she got to do this. I mean, it is, it's a really emotional interview and she's just like losing, like losing it with Andy. And I and I'm just in like wow this this girl really loves Star Wars like she really appreciates the gravity of what she's doing, and that was just oh. so cool because everyone sits there. If I played like, an extra oh. as a dead body in one of the movies, and somebody wanted to ask me about it afterwards, I'd be bawling, I'd cry, I wouldn't be able to even get the words out. I can't even yeah. imagine what it's like for a fan to have such an awesome role like that. Oh, I'm I'm really excited for. Her. Really excited yeah, for it's, it. it's great when people are in it and they're just super pumped about it. That's you don't see that all the time. You know, that's not that's not an everyday thing. 
yeah, she's she's gonna be a really cool character to play. I mean, the whole idea of Infernal Squadron, like that whole idea that they are getting some special missions, like an elite, like Navy SEAL type force in the Empire. That's some stuff I really want to see. Yep, and that makes the the new Battlefront Two Infernal Squadron book an absolute must read. Yes, absolutely. Because man. it's good. The, the campaign Christy is going to pick right? up. Yeah, the the campaign is going to pick up like on the page where that book ends. As far as I know, it's going to be not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, don't quote me on that. In fact, I'm on a podcast, so I will be quoted on that. But yeah. either way, it's going to be a it's going to oh, be yeah. it's going to be a must read. You know what? Quote me on it, Danny J Smith on Facebook at Danny Smith RFLZ on Twitter. Come at me, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to make so many fake accounts and just troll you. <laughs> so, you so you're going to be Steve? <laughs> I can't make that many accounts. I don't have that kind of time. Oh jeez. All right, Hi, Steve. Um, we love you. Steve, miss you already. Uh, Oh, here's a cool little nugget, and I think uh, we're we're getting up on time. We all so love we nuggets. Wanna, yeah. Wanna, quick like, little nugget. Quick little quick little nugget. So in the behind the scenes footage they showed of like you know the you know the the motive and dice offices where they're always like taking the camera through and it's like candid shots of them working on stuff. Well, yeah. They pause it at one point. If you pause the video at one point, on the table of where they're discussing like story points and game mechanics. There's the Imperial Handbook, which is a non-canon book released, I believe, in 2010. It was the series of books where it's like the Bounty Hunter Code, the Jedi Path, the Book of Sith, all those books. It's in that series. And it was right out there on the desk like they had been using it, referencing it. So I'm going to be really curious what stuff they pulled out of there for the game. Because it wouldn't be this the first time canon. that... This game's not canon. Well, the uh, if, for Rebels fans, the uh, the series of Rebels was built largely around the uh, the Imperial source book from the old West End Games RPG for Star Wars. Dave Filoni was given that book as a gift, and so many of the ships and the the idea of the Inquisitors, the ISB uh, structure, so much of that was taken from that book. So to see that stuff keep getting recycled and used is going to be a cool nugget for the fans. Yeah, well, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I think it's gonna be received well, <clears throat> and I think we're all gonna spend an awful lot of time playing that game instead of doing other things that we should be doing. That's a guarantee. <laughs> oh, for sure, man, for sure. Um, any final points from you guys on on Battlefront before we kind of wrap it up? Yeah, when the game officially launches, I'm gonna miss the first week for something that's actually more important. I'll be on my honeymoon. Oh, <gasps> barely. That's right. That's right. It ju- yeah. It just it awesome. just edges it out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, don't <laughs> don't let her hear this. <laughs> Gerard, you'll be editing that out. Yep. Sorry, Sam. Um. All right. We've used up a lot of time. Um, we well, I didn't get now? to say Are my final. I didn't get oh, to say ahead. my Go final ahead. point, guys. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, Dan. Classic. We overlooked Classic you. you guys. Well, all right. I'm <laughs> my final is. thought on this game is I think it's going to be the most well-received piece of Star Wars content since the buyout by Disney. I think it'll be across the board the most well-received thing. 
Because as that's a as, bold statement, and I look as forward big to a success being as all the movies have been, and how Rebels is, there's there's still like a percentage of people that you know just were not happy with what what got put out. But I think this game is going to just be the end all be all. It's going to make everyone happy. And it's a bold prediction, but if I, this I, game I just, totally rocks, if if it totally rocks. It will bring in more Star Wars fans, people that are gamers that aren't necessarily huge Star Wars fans. But if the game is awesome, it's just going to draw in more people. And uh, I agree, I agree. Yeah, I think it's. I'm looking forward to it. I can't um, wait to play the campaign. That's my favorite thing. That's what I'm looking forward to most. It's so. going to be so good that there's going to be backlash that people are forced to play a video game to get quality Star Wars canon. But they can just <laughs> they can just watch me play through on YouTube if they want. It's so bad that whenever something good happens, we instantly go to, okay, what's the negative thing that somebody's going to say about this, which should be a positive thing? You know, how, how are how are salty, you know, ah, be careful what we're I just say. Jaded. We're just how jaded. How are the salty going to twist this good thing and make it evil? Hey, after admitting Towson for two years, is one thing we all know for sure is that nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. That mm-hmm. is 100% true. But we'll uh, we'll start we'll start wrapping this up. We want to give a um, give a shout out to our admins. We got Danny and uh, Daniel here tonight, but we've got also got George Humphreys, Jimmy Edwards, Joanna Wallace, Margaret Persinger, Rain Fagan, Rui Amaral up in Canada. We got Scott Deacon over in England, Sean Shearing somewhere down in a swamp, Steve McMahon probably at a buffet table, and. Um, those guys, you'll you'll hear some of those guys, I'm sure, uh, off and on, as um, you know, people have have time and the ability to, to join in and, and uh, you know try to share what we love and, and talk about it, and hopefully share it with with you guys, and hopefully people will find it a little educational, a little interesting, a little entertaining. Hopefully we don't bloviate too much. And um, as far as, as far as I go, I hope that uh, this was enjoyable. I know I like doing it. I know. I hope Daniel and Danny. Hope you guys like doing it too. Yeah, I love it, man. I uh, I definitely like for those say- listening, especially in the group. I mean, we created this because we have this community, this really large one, twenty three, twenty four thousand strong, and it's very much community based. I mean, we want to hear feedback from you guys. We want to hear questions. What do you guys want to hear talked about? I mean, we really want that feedback. So feel free to just reach out to any of us on any of our social media platforms. Absolutely, and we'll definitely be inviting certain people who are interested uh, to join the show. We want this podcast to be the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics podcast, not just for the admins, but for the members too. Like, as far as Gerard mentioned earlier, as far as we know, no podcast has been born from a group. So, I mean, there's a hundred million Star Wars podcasts out there, but you know what? Just like the group, we're going to aim to be the best and we're going to do it. Tal Swift is all about positivity in the fandom. Um, we're going to try to do the same thing with the podcast. You know, you can listen to this with your kids in the room. Um, I'm not going to lie. I listen to a couple of awesome podcasts that I just kind of get in trouble sometimes when I have it blaring in my room. Um, they're awesome, and I love listening to them every week. But um, we're going to try to keep the same same principles as, you know, the Alliance of Stylist Fanatics do. Kind of keep it PG-13 so it's for all the fans. Um and uh, just just staying positive and and uh, trying to keep keep the discussions going in a positive direction 
and uh, you know, that's all we can ask for. I, I did set up an email address. Um, I'm going to post it on the site and the group, but it's going to be voice at T-A-O-S-W-F dot com. So voice at Tauswift dot com. So if you have any questions, comments, you just want to troll us, that's the email address right there. Um, you can send them in, harass us. I can uh, email Daniel's personal cell phone number to anyone that wants it. And um, he loves having pictures text to him. So we'll just leave it at that. I I could use the entertainment out here in the desert. I really could. Yeah. He needs some entertainment <laughs> on the rig. So we'll do a live yeah. video call from there someday if they get some good Wi-Fi. But uh, that about wraps it up for us tonight. Danny, you want to say goodbye? Nope. Daniel, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, so... Thanks for having me. You know, really, really had a good time. Glad we could break this stuff down. Can't wait to uh, get the gang back together and uh, play Battlefront 2 when it comes out in multiplayer. And, of course, I'll be the best one of all of us, so don't feel bad, any of you. Um, but, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look that forward true, to and I will feel bad. the next time we get to do this. Which should be Leahy, I will always soon. need to pay you back for shooting me down randomly that one day when I was in the Falcon. I'll never forget oh, that. Oh, that's... A quick anecdote for people listening it was like two weeks into battlefront being out and danny <laughs> just happened to be in the same match as me and he was in the falcon and i just i made it my mission to shoot him down as quick as possible and it was just a beautiful thing because then he because he didn't know i was in the same match until i shot him and he sees my name come up and he just lost it i mean i've been getting texts and oh so great I, I completely forgot about this, that. It was a great moment. There's nothing better than randomly killing your friend in Battlefront. It really isn't. One more quick side. One more quick side note. The reason I didn't say goodbye is because we're never going anywhere. For all the people that what hate about, us. What That's about for point. Buffalo Wings? Can we go for those? Oh uh, yeah. Like those. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We're we're off, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Look forward to it. Thank you for listening to Voice of the Alliance. Please check out www.taofswf.com for a link to all of our social media. Come back again.